Welcome to Nebraska Farmcast from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln's Farm and Ranch Management Team. I'm Ryan Evans. For farmers and ranchers, both cash flow and profitability are important, but equally important is an understanding of the distinctions between the two. So here to explain more is the author of a new article on the subject, available at farm.unl.edu. Tina Barrett is a financial consultant and director of Nebraska Farm Business Incorporated, which started in 1976 as part of Nebraska Extension and works with producers from across the state to provide financial and management assistance. Hi, Tina. Hi. Well, thanks for doing this with me today. Uh, First, you've got a great look at cash flow versus profitability up on our website. So can you start with just a quick explanation of each and the differences between them? Sure, yeah. So, you know, as I work with, with producers across the state, this is a question that keeps coming up. And so, you know, uh, we spend a lot of time thinking about the importance of cash flow on a farm. Um, and that's certainly important, um, but it's really different than profitability. So cash flow is really just, you know, your ability to pay bills, right? We have money coming in, money going out. But sometimes that money coming in is not income, like in the case of uh, loan proceeds. So you might have increased cash flow because of a new loan, but that's not increased profitability. Or we might have expenses that go out, like a capital purchase, that um, affects profitability, but not in the same way that it affects cash flow. So there's lots of examples like that in a farming operation where those two things are different. There's certainly a tie between cash flow and profitability, um, but um, even... um, you know, just uh, the timing of input sales or input purchases or, or sales of, of equip or grain or livestock can really mess with the difference between the two. And you lay out, uh, you know, 15 different examples on the article you've got on our website, farm.unl.edu. And just, you know, which one's a, a quick yes or no, if it's cash flow, if it's income, sometimes it's one or the other, sometimes it, it can represent both. And uh, you note that that's even 15 is certainly not an all-inclusive list, but uh, you also highlight four specific areas where in your work, you often see producers confusing cash flow with profitability, which I think these are really useful to, to run through for people listening right now. So uh, the first one you pick out is the timing of sales and inputs. So can you talk about that in more specifics? Sure. Yeah. So you know, a lot of times that comes back to, to the work we do for, for tax management and things like that. But, you know, it's it's very easy or, you know, we could have, you know, the sale of two years crops in the same calendar year if, if things worked out right. Um, so, in other words, you might sell your 2020 crop at the beginning of 2021 and then sell your 2021 crop at the end of 2021. That's going to give you a huge amount of cash flow, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you made any more money this year than, than another year. Uh, your tax return is certainly going to show a lot more income. Um, but yeah, and that's maybe another important point when we're talking about profitability, we're thinking about an accrual based profitability, which means the, the true earnings of the business rather than just what we recognize on a tax return. And so, um, those, that would be one way where the timing of sales can really change our cash flow. Or we could even go the other way and say that, um, you know, your cash flow looks terrible because you held that 2021 crop 
um, into 2022 when you're used to selling it in the fall. So that's going to affect your cash flow, but it doesn't change profitability. You still raise the same crop and still have the same accrual income. It's just a matter of when you decided to recognize the sale of that. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, inputs work the same way. So again, if you would uh, prepay more inputs at the end of 2021, you're going to decrease your cash flow. But those inputs are for 2022, so it doesn't change your profitability because we're only looking at the inputs that are assigned to that 2021 crop. Um, and so, um, you know, those are, again, very common things that, that happen on almost every operation that would, um, you know, start to have a um, – a gap between profitability and cash flow. And another kind of sale, capital sales and, and capital purchases is another category you point out where you often see some confusion here in this area. Talk sure, about that. Sure. Yep. And, and again, that's another one where, you know, if you write a check for a $50,000 tractor, you kind of feel like you got a $50,000 expense, but from a profitability standpoint, um, we want to look at the wear and tear on that tractor, not necessarily how much cash went out of your operation. And that works the same whether or not you wrote a check for it or you got a loan for it. Um, you know, if you wrote, um, if you paid cash for that equipment, it's going to impact your cash flow today very dramatically. If you got a loan for it, we're going to start to impact profitability because with that depreciation kicks in, starts right away, but maybe you're not going to have any cash outlay for that equipment until you know for a year until you make that first payment so we can see a lot of separation there um and differences it was even with different operations or different pieces of equipment um due to the financing of that asset as well as um of, uh, that difference between cash outlay and the the wear and tear depreciation on it sales work the same way right so sales a sale of an asset um, will cause an influx to cash flow, right? We can, especially if there's no debt associated with that, that has to be paid down. Um, and so one of the things that um, that's kind of important as we think about how that capital sale affects profitability is it probably, you know, we want to think about, you know, if you've got a bunch of equipment that you're not using that's sitting in the tree line, um, selling that is a great way to increase cash flow and doesn't really affect profitability because you weren't using that. Uh, income any or those assets anyway. Um, if you wanted to sell an income-producing asset, though, you're still going to increase that that cash flow, but you could potentially do be doing damage to your profitability. So you got a piece of ground that uh, you don't owe anything on, and it shows a profit every year. You can sell that, increase that profitability or increase cash flow. It's going to help your liquidity and your ratios, things like that. But down the road, could end up hurting you because you've taken that income producing potential away um, by selling that asset. So again, um, just lots of different ways that those two things um, play against each other. So. Great. And you touched on loans there and you write that refinancing a loan is, you know, sort of like a bandaid and, and can help solve cash flow problems maybe in the short term. But uh, you know, what do you see? Yes. What's your message for producers when it comes to loans? Sure. Yeah, I wish I could come up with a better analogy, but it's the, my Band-Aid analogy is all I can come up with. Um, and, and it seems to fit as good as possible with, with a, a refinancing of debt. Um, and again, this is not necessarily a bad problem That's not or a bad solution. Uh, we just need to know why. So my, my analogy is always that if you have a cut on your arm, 
and um, you cover it with a Band-Aid, it's likely going to heal better and faster because you've covered it up to keep it clean and dry, and it'll heal faster. But if you put a Band-Aid on a cut that really needs stitches, when you take that Band-Aid off in a week, you're going to have a bigger problem um, that is going to take more work uh, from a doctor's perspective uh, to heal because you ignored a big problem by covering it up with a Band-Aid. And sometimes refinancing will do the same thing for the for the farmer or rancher. Um, if you just refinance, it's going to make things feel better. Your liquidity is going to improve because what we're talking about is moving maybe operating debt down into a long-term position on your balance sheet uh, and spreading that those payments out over a longer period of time. And so if you do that, your liquidity is going to go up. Uh, your cash flow is going to increase because you don't have as much debt to pay back this year. Um, and things are going to feel better. But if we don't know what caused you to get into that position in the first place, then we might be back in that same position with less equity in four or five years. So, and maybe it won't even take that long. Um, some things that we could cause us to get into that position um, would be things like spending more on family living than you're making, right? If we're spending more than you're bringing in, you might have profitability because family living is not an expense from a profitability standpoint, but it's certainly cash going out. You're having to borrow money to pay those expenses. Uh, we could get you into a, a position where uh, that's a problem. We refinance, feels better for a while, but if you don't fix that, you're going to be right back there. On the flip side, you know, a place where refinancing would really help is if you bought a lot of equipment and didn't do any term debts for it or even bought land, which, you know, 10 years ago it was happening uh, where land was being purchased with cash. And, um, you know, maybe that needs to be termed out and put in, a, in their appropriate place so that you do have the time to make the payments on those. Um, that would be an appropriate place for using refinancing. So, again, not a bad thing. Band-Aids are helpful in the right situation. Uh, we just want to make sure we understand that we're not covering up something um, that's actually going to hurt the operation more in the long run by doing that. And the last category, which you also touched on there, family living and taxes when it comes to distinguishing between cash flow and profitability. So what do you see out there when, when you write that these are the two issues, family living and taxes, that everybody seems to want to forget, uh, but often the only difference between profitability and cash flow, your words. So can you elaborate yep. on that? Yeah, and like I said, all these things get so intertwined um, that it's hard to separate them. But, but family living and taxes, again, are, are things that, that um, obviously we have to pay for. We have to live and we have to pay our taxes. Um, but uh, so we need profitability from the farming operation or a non-farm job in order to cover those things. Um, and so it's a hard thing to, to measure because it's a lot to manage um, with if you're tracking all of those costs. Um, if you're not tracking those costs, then we don't really know what we're measuring. All we know is that money's disappearing from the operation. Um, and so that, and it's always amazing to realize when you do track that, how much money you're spending in family living costs. And so that's, again, why most people don't want to think about it is because it's, it's not nearly as much fun as, as managing farm costs um, or things like that. But it's still a very significant an important part of, of this conversation because it certainly is part of our cash flow, right? And we need it in order to, to uh, cover those things, it has to be part of that cash flow conversation. 
but it's not part of our income statement. It's not part of our profitability. Um, it just comes in later as a, as a function of net worth. So um, it's, it's super important that we track that, that we, it's super important that we understand where that money is going so that we can control it. Because if you have no idea where it's going, it's hard to control. Um, and so uh, um, it's, it's kind of gets to be an afterthought that if we can manage our farm income expenses, then we're doing okay. But, but this is still a, a really important piece. Great. And if producers are looking for some guidance, there are at least a couple of programs that uh, you're associated with that can be helpful in offering financial analysis, things like cash flow planning and that. Uh, so obviously yep. your work there at Nebraska Farm Business Incorporated, how can people get a hold of you? Yep. yep. The easiest way to find information for us is go to our website. So it's Nebraska Farm Business. Um, so nfbi.net is our website. Um, and our information about what we do and, and our fee schedules and those kinds of things are all up there. Um, the other option is a, is a new program through the university's uh, Ag Econ Department called Nebraska Strong. And um, that would provide a little bit um, of a different um, uh, outlook using the same program that we use. Um, and it might make, you know, depending on what services were being requested, one might make sense over the other. Um, but if um, if you contact one, we can certainly send you to the other if that makes more sense. Um, but uh, yeah, we can help with with whether it's cash flow or really, you know, uh, our bread and butter is kind of the financial analysis that's done on an annual basis. So that we can look at all of this and really see where that farm is is um, is doing and and where that money is going. Um, the Nebraska Strong has a little bit, you know, of a shorter term focus. Um, where if you need just a quick cash flow or some help getting your balance sheet in order, that would be a great place to start with that. And the website for that, if uh, listeners are interested for Nebraska Strong Financial Services, that is on the Ag Econ website here at UNL. So that's agecon.unl.edu slash NSFS. Tina Barrett is the director of Nebraska Farm Business Incorporated and works in the Department of Agricultural Economics here at UNL. You can find her article on cash flow versus profitability, along with many other financial and management resources on our farm and ranch management website at farm.unl.edu. Thanks, Tina. Yes, thank you. This has been Nebraska Farmcast, a production of the Extension Farm and Ranch Management Team in the Department of Agricultural Economics at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. For decision-making tools, articles, podcasts, videos, and more, visit us online at farm.unl.edu.